feels very French royalty because yeah. it's like teeny tiny and you yeah. can hold it in your little thingies. Yeah. And yeah. Just like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's right. like very appealing because it's kind of yeah. like a rainbow. Yes. It. Looks yes. very fresh and summery. Do they go to Hawaii? I feel like they might. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know fish, man. You're like incensed <laughs> about the chicken. Oh my, oh my God. Oh my God. How dare you? Strong <laughs> Hello and welcome to I Should Have Known, the trivia game show that can't be trusted. Each week, our quiz master will present you with four facts about a topic, but one of those facts will be a lie. And we are celebrating season four. We are kicking it off with Rainbow Month for June. And this week, our host is Soups. Aloha. Soups is going to be presenting us with four facts on colorful culinary creations, but one of his facts is inedible and is a lie. So join me, Andy, and our other host, Tanner, in figuring out which one it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are you hungry? Oh, yeah. I hope you're hungry. Hungry for facts. <laughs> <laughs> hungry for facts. Yes. But before we get started with the facts, let's do our PQQ, <laughs> yes. the pub quiz question of the week. All right. <laughs> PQQ. <laughs> Love it. So this celebrity chef is known for his sharp tongue. He's been on many TV shows such as Hell's Kitchen and MasterChef and owns three Michelin star restaurants in London. Who am I talking about? This is one of like three chefs I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you first were saying I was going to be a chef, I was like, oh no, I'm screwed. But I do know this one. It's Gordon Ramsay, right? Yeah, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. He is like really one of like three or four. <laughs> I could have told you. Okay, good, <laughs> so, good. yeah. Okay, we can start with four facts, and we're going to do two sweet and two savory. Oh, I love it. Put some thought into the menu. I like yes, it. Yes, yeah. And we're going to go around the world for this, but let's start with France. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. Fact number one, macarons were served as the dessert at Louis XIV's wedding. Oh, okay. Ooh. Macarons, macaroons. Mm -hmm. It's always like, which is the right form? I don't know. Well, in case you didn't know what macaroons were, they're these pastel color desserts, very popular in France. They look almost like hamburgers. Yeah. Like little sliders. And they have like cream or yeah. something in the middle. Yes. So the style of making macaroons is believed to have come from today's Middle East. Oh, and okay. then it made its way to Italy and then to France by Catherine de Medici, the wife of King Henry II. Mm -hmm. mm. The French method of making macaroons involves whisking egg whites until it forms meringue. And then powdered sugar and almond flour are added slowly and mixed to achieve like the desired consistency. Mm -hmm. Okay. So historically, macaroons were the food for the royalty. Okay. Mm -hmm. Louis XIV, also known as the Sun King, King of France from 1643 to 1715. He was also a patron of arts and artists, and he looked after the construction of the Palace of Versailles. I was going to say, he built Versailles, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Chef Adam, who was looking after the wedding of Louis XIV and Marie Therese. In 1660, he served this for all the wedding guests because the French royal court, they had an affinity for sweet. Uh -huh. Chef Adam, he has now a chocolateria called Maison Adam, which exists even today. Mm. And they still use the same recipe that they used in 1660. Ooh, wow. Wow. It feels very French royalty because yeah. it's like teeny tiny and you yeah. can hold it in your little thingies. Yeah. And just like... <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. Little bites like that. And we had to feed it to my lover and my dog. <laughs> yes. I kind of feel like it really fits the vibe of France at the time and all their like Rococo bullshit of like, we just have piles of macarons and yeah. that's what we're going to eat. Yeah. I think the question comes down to, were they even in France at that time? Yeah. Well, Catherine de' Medici would have been way before that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard because it really is just one of those things where it's just like a historical fact. Like it's yes or no. Right. Did they serve them or not? And maybe it's a long tradition of French kings serving these. And it's like, well, yeah, of course he did. And his dad did. Or I think nothing seems more Marie Antoinette than her like eating little macarons. <laughs> and like, you know, yeah. like it's so like peak France. Like yeah. Let them eat macros. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So maybe that's the lie. Is No, it wasn't uh, his wedding, Louis XIV. It was Marie Antoinette because that's a person Soups would think we know. Right. And then it's like you associate her with being lush and eating yeah. cake and macarons. It's maybe, colorful. Maybe yeah. that's where the lie is. That's totally believable. Yeah. So it would be well known. Or I could easily see it on... King Louis the Fourteenth table. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, it's like, well, yeah, dude built Versailles, so why not? I don't know. Right? That's a tricky one. It's tricky. Starting off tricky. Okay, let's move on then to fact number two. Mm-hmm. Time for some savory dish. Yeah. Okay. From France, we take a flight straight to Hawaii. Ooh. Ooh. Fact number two: authentic poke bowls always have tuna in it. Okay. Poke bowls. Yes. Yeah. Very Instagrammable, very colorful food. So it contains fish. The fish is raw. Sauce of your choice, any kind of soy sauce. Of course, you have rice. And then you add toppings. It could be avocado, edamame, Mm -hmm. could even be mango or pineapple. Mm -hmm. And then you're all mixing them together. So Mm -hmm. it's like very appealing because it's kind of like a rainbow. Yes. Looks very fresh and summery. So if you're from Hawaii then you have definitely grown up with poke bowls. The closest translation of poke means chunk. So basically you would just take chunks of fish to make the centerpiece of the meal. Ancient Hawaiian fishermen took these chunks and mixed it with salt or seaweed. Mm -hmm. In most places, you get it with salmon. Yeah, like you mean outside of Hawaii? Yes. So... The authentic poke bowl should always have the ahi tuna or the yellowtail tuna. Ah. Okay. Now, if you put chicken, salmon. You've just taken the formula, but it's different. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. So I find this pretty believable because of what he was saying about the fish. Yeah. So like, if you think about it, well, like ahi, I don't know exactly where the name comes from, but I'm pretty sure they live in the Pacific. Yeah. So it would make sense that like indigenous people of Hawaii right. had access to this fish and they would use it. I don't know exactly where salmon lives. I associate salmon with the north, with the colder waters. So like, do they go to Hawaii? I feel like they might. I mean, I don't know fish, man. Right. But like, if you're talking traditional, it has to be the fish that were from the region. Right. So if the fact was it has to have salmon, I would be like, "Uh, I don't know about that. But tuna is much more believable, like you're saying. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, that kind of checks out because this is an old dish. Right, right. So to have authentic Hawaiian Okay, you would have the authentic Hawaiian fish. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Right. But how could it be a lie? That, oh, you can make anything. A poke bowl. The whole point of a poke bowl is like, it can be anything you want. It's made of the scraps of the fish, whatever you have left over. Yeah. Maybe that's its vibe. That could be. And I don't know. I could also see it being like, it has to be the fish that the people had access to. Right. All right. Then we move on to another dessert. Fact number three. 
the red in the red velvet cake originally came from natural sources. What? So I love me some red velvet. That cream cheese frosting, so yes. good. Yes, on cupcakes and cake. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. So red velvet cake, as the name says, is red in color and is made with combining cocoa powder, butter, sugar, eggs, and flour, as well as buttermilk, vinegar, red food coloring, and the cream cheese frosting. Okay, so that's how you get it to be red. Yeah, just dye. It's just dye. So the modern version of the cake, as we know today, was invented in New York City in okay. the nineteen twenties. This red velvet cake became super popular because the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in oh. New York, they put it in their menu mm-hmm. in the 1930s. But researchers believe that the history of red velvet cake actually goes back to slavery. In the early 1800s, enslaved African Americans, they created a version of the red velvet cake. Mm. They used beetroot and with cocoa powder to give it chocolate flavor. Okay. But of course, very different than the modern looking one, <laughs> like one of those older versions. Okay. That makes sense. Beets are red and yeah. they're sweet. Yeah. I, I guess that makes sense. And also it makes sense. Most American desserts, if you really start digging, they were invented by enslaved people. Yes. Like all of them. Mm, like yeah, every pie you can think of. <laughs> yeah. So like... That makes it sound more real to me. Mm-hmm. Enslaved people inventing a dessert that everyone loves now mm-hmm. and that probably some rich white dude got credit for <laughs> for making it at some hotel. Yeah. That sounds very believable. Yeah. I don't know about the whole dye thing, though. Right. So back in the 1800s, brown sugar was more commonly available than refined white sugar. And brown sugar at that time was called red sugar. And it gave like a vaguely reddish hue. And the cocoa powder, this is not the cocoa powder that we know today. This was like a very different variation. And combining cocoa powder and buttermilk, and that gave the red color. I mean, that kind of checks out. Like, how would you invent a red velvet cake? Like, if it's not this natural source, then it has to be like an addition. Why would you even think to make it with red food coloring? It would make more sense to me that it came from a natural process of like they put this and this together and it was red. Yeah, right. I don't know. We have one more to hear before we make our final guess. All right. Last course. Okay. When we talk about food, I cannot not include a fact about India. Of course. Oh, I I was kind of waiting for (laughs) it. I was like, where's India? So fact number four, every state in India has their own version of the thali dish. Have you seen a thali? Do you know? Explain it. I okay. don't, I don't know. know if I know All right. this. So thali literally means plate. Okay. And thali is where basically you'd have multiple bowls of like different dishes. Indians are crazy about rice. So the rice is at the mm-hmm. center. And then you have like small bowls of different kind of dishes. It's based on the ancient Ayurveda rituals of eating, which believe that every meal should have the presence of six days. Okay. So every meal should have like these elements. They came up in the south of India and quickly spread to the rest of the country. It's probably the most colorful presentation of food that okay. you will see. I was going to ask, yes. I was like, where's the color? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. it's, because all the dishes yeah, are different. They're all different right? colors. Yes. And now, because we have 28 states, every state has their own version. Okay. Um, a standard version of a vegetarian thali will contain rice, some flatbread, dal, which is the soup, the salad, 
raita, pickles, some snacks, curry, a dessert, and then lassi. Okay. So these are all arranged around the rice exactly. in a colorful, like rainbow almost. Yes. Okay. Yes. So oh, like this okay. is okay because like when you said it, I was like, I know what all of those things are individually, but you're saying this is like when you get the value meal. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You have like all the parts. So you're saying every state has a different version. Yes. And you know you get both vegetarian and non-vegetarian. You'll have few meat variations. Chicken. Right? Or yeah. Lamb. Chicken, lamb. Yeah. Depending where you are or mm-hmm. like even fish mm. so what's the assam version what's the assam version so in assam so you will have rice you will have the dal and then you have fish which is like a sour kind of fish which is very popular like with vinegar or like i uh, know not with vinegar citrus yeah something citrusy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you'll have actually two or three different types of fish because river fish is right. very popular. I feel like that's a hack for yeah. traveling yeah. around India. Is like instead of having to like choose and know, just give me the tali and I'll yeah. eat whatever yeah. is on here. So hungry, so hungry. <laughs> so tired. Yes. I, honestly, I'm like I don't even want to investigate this. I'm just yeah. like yeah, sure. I just want to order you. this. Yeah, I, just eat it. <laughs> I also think like, well, I've had Indian food. Why is this not been on the menu? If I not yeah. going to the right places, it, yeah. it seems to me like it's more of like a style of ordering mm-hmm. yeah. than a dish. Yeah. So like, it wouldn't be on a menu here, right? Because mm-hmm. like, I guess you could, if you were dining in, you could order it this yeah. style. Yeah. But like the things in the bowls that you get to eat, like right. I feel like Westerners we want to choose. Yeah. yeah. So like people would not go for this idea right. that like I'm just gonna give you what I'm yeah. giving you. It's- and you're going to like it. Exactly. So that's why a lot of Indian restaurants here or generally outside India, they do it like as a lunch menu. Yeah. Okay. We probably had it. We I didn't even realize. Did. <laughs> yeah. 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 How is this not the universal way to eat? Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I feel like I got shortchanged yeah. being like born into this food culture. Yeah. Like yeah. I want to eat everything, little bits of everything for everyone for the fact or whatever. I'm like, I honestly don't care. sure maybe one state doesn't have it or something but it sounds pretty real yeah yeah i think the lie is elsewhere i'm not gonna investigate this one yeah yeah it sounds too tasty to be a lie it also sounds very reasonable it feels like it's a very natural thing that would occur yeah i'm not indian but this is kind of my understanding of india in general that it's like it is a super diverse place but then also like unified yeah, mm-hmm. in some way. You just said the official slogan of India, which is unity in diversity. Oh, okay, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Are you running for anything? Is that your campaign? That's what I I'm could saying. not handle an Indian oh debate. Have no. you ever watched one of those yeah. debate shows? I could not do that. Yes. Yeah. I would um, get eaten alive. I stress out watching them. <laughs> okay. okay, those were my four facts about colorful food. Yeah, so I'm definitely salivating. Yeah. I'm going to need you to repeat those four facts for us real quick before Tanner and I try to guess which one is the lie. Okay. Fact number one, macaroons were served as a dessert at Louis XIV's wedding. Fact number two, authentic poke bowls always have tuna in it. Fact number three, the red in the red velvet cake originally came from natural sources. Fact number four, every state in India has their own version of Thali. All right. For me, fact number four, it all seems so real that like, I'm just going to, I want to believe that. I'm very inclined to believe soups on anything about India. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, but maybe that's what he's playing with. He knows that. Yeah. So I don't think it's that one. 
And what number two is the Poke Bowl? Tuna, yeah. That one I'm on the fence on because I think it could be like, oh, it's just the poor people's food, so it doesn't matter the fish. That makes sense to me. But it also is like, well, it should be authentic. It should be tuna. So I'm either way. So for me, it's between one and three. Okay. And we talked a lot about the whole red food dye thing. And like, I'm not super convinced, but seems reasonable. Like I said, like most American desserts, a lot of them originated that way. Mm -hmm. If you take away the modern idea of red and you think of a more reddish brown, then Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's people could achieve that. Yeah. I convinced myself in the discussion for number one. I think that's the trick. I think it was Marie Antoinette's wedding where Uh, they had the macarons and that's what he's playing with. mm -hmm. It was a different famous French wedding. Right. That makes sense because I don't honestly know that much about King Louis XIV. Yeah. But I do know more about Marie Antoinette. So that would be more of a believable fact, I think. Yeah. Macarons seem like such a peak French indulgent thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Who's the peak French indulgent idea in your head is Marie Antoinette. So like, even though she wasn't actually French and probably wasn't that (laughs) indulgent, but you know, that's the stereotype. So I think I'm going to go with that one. Okay. I think it's the third one. I don't think that it could naturally be that red. I think it would be an interesting experiment to try to make a red velvet cake without adding artificial dyes. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's number three. I think it's number one. Okay. So we've got number one about macaroons and we've got number three about the red velvet cake okay Mm -hmm. so the lie is fact number two okay authentic poke bowls can be tuna or an important creature that you forgot octopus octopus oh no (laughs) what yes so it's tuna and octopus tuna and or but it has to have one of those at least, or it's no good. Yeah. Forgot about yeah. eating octopus. Yeah. yeah, I guess I was so stuck on fish. Yeah, yeah. so that's traditional to eat octopus yes. pokeballs. Yes, octopus or oh. tuna, of course. Yeah, okay. salmon isn't. So right. yeah. the moment you put salmon, it's, it's like, no longer an authentic yeah. or and chicken. chicken. Oh yeah. my god! Yes. <laughs> like a vegan version. You're like incensed <laughs> about the chicken. Oh my, oh, my oh my god! How dare you? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Okay, so wow. like, we could have thought of other yeah. indigenous foods in mm-hmm. the area. Yeah. We didn't think of octopus man forgot about them well i should have known i should have known thanks for listening to i should have known if you are listening or watching on youtube please like subscribe click the bell whatever all the things that people say and leave us a comment if you guess the lie right or not if you listen on a more traditional podcast site it would really help us out if you could rate us on spotify it's as simple as clicking five stars on the show's main page Next month, we're going to be doing AI should have known. So episodes about artificial intelligence and episodes created by artificial intelligence. So be on the lookout for that. And as always, thanks for listening. Delicious.